0: Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And a warm welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for, uh, for listening when you can. Sometimes uh, life is so busy and you don't have time, but when you climb in your car and you make me the choice for what you're going to be listening to, I just want you to know that that is a very big deal in my world. I just uh, know that there's so many choices that you get to pick from every day, and there's a lot uh, trying to uh, get your attention. And I just hope that you're getting fed here and that you get the Word of God and you get uh, great inspiration from uh, my guests and my speakers, and I know you're going to enjoy this hour coming up. Vince Miller is in my studio, which I love because I love face-to-face interactions. And we're going to talk uh, about, I think, well, I'm going to say a bunch of things, and I'll let him either say yay or nay. But uh, we're going to talk about manhood and um, and all that's related to that. Does that sound fair? Just nod. Don't speak yet because I don't want you to get on the air yet. Okay? Yeah, I'm he's... nodding right now. <laughs> so he's not going to. He's not going to speak yet he's just going to nod um and i was looking at this wonderful verse in first corinthians chapter 16 verse 13 which i'm sure vince knows which is be watchful stand firm in the faith act like men be strong and there's probably uh, no shortage of crisis of manhood today and we need as men to mentor each other encourage each other and i also want all the ladies listening to say, you know, I've got a question about my man or a man that I know and I would like uh, some questions answered. Maybe your question is something like, I know men are supposed to be spiritual leaders in the household and how do I get my husband to lead? That'd be uh, a typical kind of question. Maybe the question would be, how do I get my husband to emotionally connect? You know, because men are not necessarily, that's not their strong suit. So, Questions like that, and you can uh, call uh, 877-933-2484 if you want to talk on the program or if you would just rather uh, text me a question and have me do the asking, it's the same number, 877-933-2484. Or if you'd like to send me an email, you can do that too. And that's bill at myfaithradio.com. And I'll ask the question on your behalf. We'll take a little break, and then uh, in studio, Vince Miller.
1: During the busy Christmas
0: season, it
1: can be hard to remember the heart of the holidays, Christ's birth. Alistair Begg's Christmas Playlist devotional book helps to focus your mind and heart on what truly matters through four songs from the book of Luke sung about Jesus' birth. We're giving away one copy of Christmas Playlist every day through December 10th. Enter to win at MyFaithRadio.com. That's MyFaithRadio.com. Stay informed on the latest events, compelling
2: interviews, resource giveaways, and more by receiving the Faith Radio newsletter. It's an email we send out once a month that also includes inspiration from God's Word. Learn more about how God is using Faith Radio to bring clarity, healing, and hope to
1: people all over the world. Sign up for the Faith Radio Newsletter under subscriptions at MyFaithRadio.com. That's MyFaithRadio.com.
0: Welcome back to the show. It's eight minutes after the hour. How are you doing today? Awfully glad that you've joined me. Vince Miller is my in-studio guest. He founded the Men's Discipleship and Leadership Ministry, Resolute. He does uh, some podcasting videos. He does lots of small group content. It's for men, but I have to tell you, when it comes to the male species, I think everyone is uh, semi-interested, uh, and if you have a man in your life, you might have questions about that person, and we would be happy to take any and all questions, 933-2484. The area code is 877 877- nine three three two four eight four you can also text me a question at that same number or we'd love to hear your voice on the studio uh, we're going to be talking about some of the issues that are impacting us guys in the culture today vince welcome to the show hey thanks for having let's me. start with an issue that's impacting us guys mm-hmm. in the culture Which one? Ah, you tell me. You're the (laughs) expert. I'm just sitting here with my pen out. I'm (laughs) going to take notes. notes. Yeah. Oh, man,
1: I think there's uh, dozens, of course, and I think that, you know, we face these in church, we face them at work, we face them at home, and I think one of the issues that's facing men is just this uh, personal issue of apathy. It's trying to figure out how we can stand up and speak up for the issues that we believe in in a culture that seems to... Uh, be diminishing our voice, let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Um, whether it be maybe in the church, we don't hear a voice there or in our place of business or just in our own personal lives, so we have a voice a voice of, you know, um, self deficiency that mm-hmm. we kind of feel yeah. in our own heart where we're not speaking up and acting up in the way that God has called us to be. And I think that voice of apathy is really the ultimate enemy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Vince, I've already got a, a listener that's jumped on board with question number one. You ready? I'm ready. Let's cool. go. Cool. Uh, Sarah wrote, and she said, What do I do if my spouse doesn't s- support any ministry I feel led to pursue and always focuses on the potential negatives of such things? Mm, I wonder why. Mm.
1: That would be my first question. I wonder why he's focusing on all those uh, negatives. I would assume that this would be super challenging for her. Um, oh, I, bet I would, it would be. encourage her to maybe ask why.
0: Um, especially that doesn't when... always work with... Men and women, though. Yeah, it doesn't. And Men get think, defensive quickly.
1: Yeah, they get defensive. I think I think women, too, as they're challenged to kind of bring this stuff up, they, they want to be supported. Um, they want to be heard, uh, listened to. And, of course, I think if we're going to Heisman our women, we're really not bringing out the best in who they are. That's what our calling is. Our calling is to bring out the best in them, mm-hmm. to help them find their best self and their best identity in Christ. hmm and so, I, I mean, this presents an incredible challenge if she feels unsupported in that marriage. And, of course, I would ask why? I think
0: it's. I think she's talking about relating to ministry things, I believe. You think so? Yeah, I think she Only said... Only ministry things? I don't think? know. I don't know. She'd have to send me a second text yeah, yeah. message. Well, I... <laughs> so send a second text message and yeah. I'll ask part two of the question.
1: You know, I think, unfortunately... Um, it It takes us a while as dudes to kind of figure out how to really be supportive of the unique blessing our wife is right mm-hmm. uh, i've I've had to f- I've found that to be very challenging even for myself um My wife is an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and she uh has her own place of business that she kind of founded from the ground up and it's been so much fun to watch that blossom in her but for me as a man, it took me a while to really learn how to understand how to support her. Um, to give her the time that she needs, um, to encourage her in the right way. And I think that you may need to help your dude figure out how he can uh, support you uh, in a way that brings out the best in you and, and show him how it brings out the best in you. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably has some reason for doing that. It would be interesting to try to understand what that is and why he's reluctant. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Do you think that selfishness has got to be the number one killer for stuff like this? Because if all of a sudden this is another night away maybe doing ministry and and I'm already out four nights a week and yeah. I just want to be home.
1: Yeah, it could be. You know, I think men tend to over-idolize their life and not see things through the lens of their wives sometimes, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And uh, we don't see sometimes how consumed we are with our own work and our own identity. And selfishly maybe uh, he's wanting to, um, for this stuff to not impede his own way of life, could be. Very much so. Um, But we got to find ways to partner with each other. I mean, that's the purpose of marriage is to really find ways to partner with each other to uh, seek out our identity, not only individually, but together. Mm -hmm. And to work through this issue, I think, would be of critical importance for not only ministry and her ministry, but also for his meaning and identity in life.
0: You know, uh, Vince, when you talk about identity, I would think you'd be a good, good person to talk about that because... Your story is uh, fairly compelling, and uh, you had a pretty rough childhood growing up in uh, California where your dad sort of ditched out when you were two? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So you were... Yeah, my dad ditched out when I was about two. Uh, mom remarried again a few years later to another guy who also ditched out and uh, was left fatherless for most of my teen years until my grandfather stepped in, mm-hmm. and so... Um, I would say that me finding my identity during those years was very difficult. I think my mom found that really hard for herself, too, to help me to find my identity as a dude. And that's why I think she just kind of gave in and allowed my grandfather to step in. And he really became a biological father to me in the place of uh, the other dads that went around. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a very significant moment in my life yeah and, but when my grandfather stepped in everything changed i mean everything got better and he was a christian man who influenced me in deep and meaningful ways and mm-hmm. so i often reflect on and tell the story about what he did in my life so significant I
0: think, I think we might have time for that not right now but i think maybe in the course of this uh time together today it might be nice to hear that as well yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. um all right, let me just uh, reconnect with uh, my first caller, because there is another text that came in. Oh, yeah. nice. From Sarah? Well, it said, uh, I'm actually the husband in this case. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, And yes, my wife is often unsupportive of ministries I wish to pursue, even though she is a Christian. She worries about how the world would negatively impact us when others react harshly.
1: Oh, I see. So she's concerned, it sounds like, about how the world might react to her
0: being in that
1: ministry. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, could be. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: think that's uh, everyone's you know there are a lot of people that feel concerned about how we're going to be viewed.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know it's interesting. I just got back from a trip where I was in Morocco.
0: Oh, I don't want to hear about this one. Tunisia, oh, That's uh, enough. Lebanon, Jordan. Yeah. In- interesting. Well, I was at the Wisconsin Dells last
2: yeah. year. So.
0: <laughs> Knock it off. Yeah. Well, and
1: here's my point is <laughs> is that I had this uh I had this uh, moment where I was there and I was very concerned that I wouldn't want my wife to be here. Why? Because I would be concerned for her safety. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of what this caller or these callers might be getting after a Mm -hmm. little bit is that, you know, there is a little bit of this protective force that we sometimes have from men that may be protecting them or keeping them from God's calling in them.
0: Interesting. That's interesting. I think Mm. I might want to talk about that some more after the break. It's 16 minutes after the hour, and uh, we are chatting with Vince Miller in studio. Talking about uh, male-related issues, but I think it's of um, equal interest to both sexes, I think, because we're all in this together. So we'll take a short break and be back with more in just a minute. Welcome back to the show. It's 18 minutes after the hour. Vince Miller is in studio with me. He founded the men's discipleship and leadership ministry Resolute. And uh, he's a busy guy doing a lot of speaking and uh, podcasting and book writing and everything else. Uh, Vince, what uh, what topics have you been addressing with men lately? Well, the
1: biggest one clearly is mentorship. You okay. Know, how to step into the uh, activity of mentorship. So I train men around that. I speak on that quite often. It plays with grandfathers, fathers, men in general, leaders, and even teenagers, by the way. So I talk a lot about the role of mentorship in a man's life and mm-hmm. how important and vital it is. Of course, that comes a little bit from my story and my grandfather, but mm-hmm. I think it's a, a vital topic for men.
0: Yeah. Would you talk a little bit about that story of grandpa? Cause I think uh, those are so strong and powerful and people remember that. And there are a lot of probably enough grandpas listening right now. Oh yeah. So my,
1: uh, so I grew up in a, in a home that did not know Christ. My father was an atheist, mom, an agnostic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, We didn't even use God's name as a curse word in our house. It was that kind of a series of a home uh, against Christ. Mom was really uh, hurt by the church over many years and then kind of walked away from it. And uh, after my biological dad left and then my second dad left, uh, my stepdad, then my grandfather stepped in and he was a Christian man. And uh, through his mentorship in my life as a Christian leader, I came to know Jesus Christ, and I came to discover that my mom and dad were right about some things, that Christians can be very hypocritical, Mm -hmm. and the church is full of broken people. But I came to discover that my faith was not built on the back of Christians nor the church. It was built on the back of a man named Jesus Christ Mm. who loved me and gave his life for me. And um, that was a very significant realization uh, for me that uh, the, the Christian message and grace, love, and forgiveness was really reinforced by jesus's life and once i saw that i couldn't turn away from it and i saw it through the mentorship of my
0: grandfather yeah now when you talk about your grandfather mentoring you what did the mentoring look like
1: well you know it looked like all all kinds of basic things like the things we all want to learn like how how to shave uh, yeah, how do Obviously I? Obviously, he didn't do it today. Yeah, I know. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I mean... Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. That, I hear that. Do that. Right Very unsuccessful away. at shaving yeah. over the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, he taught me, you know, basically how to treat women. Mm-hmm. So it was one of the conversations, manners at a table. He taught me how to drive, on his 1958 Chevy Apache pickup truck. Pristine. Nice, pristine, yes, nice. pristine. And from those moments, we had a lot of interactions, not only about skills in life, but about. Christ himself, you know, Mm -hmm. because as you can imagine, if you're learning how to drive on an old truck like that, you got a lot of downtime when you're just talking about things, right? right? Life consequences, sin problems, his mistakes, mine, my family situation, his family situation. And it afforded itself a lot of opportunity to mentor me. Mm -hmm. And so I share that message with tens of thousands of other people across planet Earth, telling them that mentorship still is God's solution to advancing the message of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Us taking under our wings another man and
0: mentoring him. Okay, now your dad was an atheist, your mom an agnostic. Was mm-hmm. this your mom or dad's father? So my grandfather's children,
1: so my grandfather's uh daughter. Okay. There you go. I finally got around to the answer. It took me a second. Okay, no, no problem. Adopted, by the way. Okay. She was an adopted child. My parents uh my grandparents tried to have kids, couldn't And so my grandparents finally decided after a few failed attempts at having kids uh, that they weren't going to have any kids. And then my grandfather was walking down the street one day, and there was a prostitute on the street selling a child. That was my mother. He bought her from the prostitute and legally adopted her a couple years later.
0: Hmm. I just feel like I need to pause for a minute and just take that in.
1: Yeah. So my mom grew up in a Christian home hmm uh, and walked away from Christ. But shocking story. I gotta tell the end of it. It's oh please so good. do, yeah. My m- mom died um I think about a dozen years ago. And I tried my whole life to convince her that Jesus was real. And uh after she died I flew home. One of my friends picked me up, a high school friend that was um that lived a life that was hard at the mm-hmm. time. And he insisted on picking me up, and he did pick me up at the airport. We got in the car, and I was like, why are you picking me up? He says, i got to tell you something. You don't know it. Me, my mom, and your mom went to a conference, a Joel Osteen conference. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. your mom stood up a week before she died at that conference and gave her life to Christ. And I was like, I had no idea. Wow. How about that for a story, a little
0: drama there? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, it's that's pretty amazing. I've, you're speechless. I'm, yeah. I'm a little speechless, yeah. yeah. But that's A-OK. Yeah. Got a caller on the line. It would be awfully nice to talk to Tony from Forest Lake. Tony, welcome to the show.
2: Welcome. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. you have a <laughs> question or comment? So
2: I do. A couple. Uh, Mr. Arnold, it's yes. a pleasure. Oh, thank I you. had the opportunity to hear your faith story at a large church out in the West Metro. Um, we'd never met, but we went to the same church. Nice. And I moved over here, and just this past weekend had the opportunity to listen to Mr. Miller at a leadership conference. And I know you're going to remember me because I was one of the last people you spoke to in my quick change.
1: Oh, yeah, How's it going, I- man?
2: <laughs> I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm great. So uh, I took your words. I moved against the apathy. I took a bold step. I sent an email to my work group um, highlighting the team that I'm with. And my question is, okay, now what? (laughs) And uh, I've got your books. I know we're going to work through that. Um, But my challenge is, uh, in the role that I have, um, there seems to be a large trend towards neutralization of male and female, and um, the minimization of that role as a male in that profession. And um, that's kind of a a big hurdle to overcome, especially in my organization. And um, what are your thoughts on that? That's a great
1: question, Tony. Thanks for asking it. And uh, Tony was with me uh, this last weekend. I did a mentor training that I do all across the United States. So it's a three-hour training on how to mentor the people. Tony happened to be there. And nice. I do remember him. Great guy. Great. Uh, enthusiastic, left just fired up. And he's like, I'm going to go lead people at my place of business. He's like, I want to go mentor him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, in being all fired up for this, it sounds like he's also thinking about, well, uh, you know, I want to mentor men, but my place of business may not be all that excited about me only or exclusively mentoring men. What about women, mm-hmm. which is a question I get all the time you know what about what about women can 't we mentor them too and i 'm like, of course, you can mentor them but i 'm a dude so i 'm going to mentor men and i 'm going to encourage men to mentor other guys but of course, in places of business today, this becomes quite difficult, and I think it 's a little bit of a challenge because of kind of the equality that's being driven after for the genders. And I believe that uh, God loves both men and women. And I also believe that we can elevate men without denigrating women. Uh, we can mentor men. We can mentor women, and I believe that men should be mentoring men, and women should be mentoring or women should be mentoring women. Mm-hmm. And we should just get after it and do it, and stop kind of questioning ourselves on that. But the world does question itself quite often. I think there's a little bit of a movement, and you can feel it in society today toward kind of washing out almost the genders, and um, I would say essentially. Uh, causing us to like not notice the differences between the two so much that we're ignoring it almost biologically right and not even spiritually as god created us but biologically and some people are experiencing this in their place of business and it becomes concerning to speak up as a man or for the male gender then and it becomes hard to, for people to find their place and to lead out of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the the issue that he's mentioning.
0: Yeah, it's a great uh, it's a great issue and a great call. And um, I was mostly excited that you know he had heard me speak. So yeah, I, exactly. I didn't care that and much about it. you, <laughs> but I was really interested that he heard me.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was exciting that he had heard. Thank you. you. Yeah, 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 you, you, you recognize like, that you <laughs> recognize right. that as well, didn't I you? Did. <laughs> I was excited
0: for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I want to get back to the identity because I think one of the great things that comes out of uh, mentoring, and I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. is the idea that you speak truth into someone's life and you help them to understand their identity in Christ. Because mm-hmm. I always say you don't really know who you are until you know who you are in Christ.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I can't agree with that more. Yeah. And I think this, you know, this identity journey that men are on is so important. I think it's also true of women. Uh, men face it in a little bit of a different way. It manifests itself through usually a crisis, I think, for guys, because we just, we're just we just plowing down what the world tells us in life, and we're pursuing money, we're pursuing work, and it's not until we lose one of those things that we, we go through this major identity challenge. Totally. Right? I, I see this all the time, and I, I think counselors see this all the time. I think the reason why a man goes into a counselor is because he's lost something in his life. Absolutely. And this identity crisis is huge, and we can talk about that more if you like. If
0: that sounds like you and you've got a question, give us a call, 877-933-2484. That's a call or a text, 877-933-2484. We'll continue with Vince Miller in just a minute. I've got uh, Vince Miller in studio. He's the founder and president of Resolute uh, Discipling and Mentoring Men. It's a great idea. It's something uh, all men need to have in their life. Because, uh, Vince, is it fair to say when men look back on their life as they've gotten older, they they reflect most passionately about the people that spoke truth into their life. And they, they came alongside them when they were, you know, just... Trying to get through the tough stuff in life, and they, so. they get mentored.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I uh, you know who John Wooden is. Yeah, oh yeah. You know that name? Oh sure. Two-time Hall of Famer, right? Mm-hmm. Player coach. He used to say, "Everything I've learned, I've learned from someone else." Of course, genius. Of course, always makes me feel stupid when I say that quote. <laughs> it's like, of course, everything yeah. you've learned, you everything, learned from... yeah, everything,
0: yeah. And you know, for men, um, the the whole the whole. Um, uh, idea is that we're supposed to, you know, be self-made and we're supposed to figure out life, and that's just not true.
1: Yeah, we can't do life independent from one <laughs> another. Right? We, it, we no. try it, we try it, but it doesn't work out real well. Yeah, right? it always usually
0: falls apart, and we need other guys speaking into our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a guest on last week, uh, Glenn Pickering. He was talking about how life is fair. He said if you invest in other people and if you uh, spend time with people, you have friends. you know yeah and otherwise you you you, at the end of your life you have a funeral and there's either a lot of people there or there's no one there yeah there's a certain fairness to life it's like what are you putting what are you what truth are you speaking into someone who are you coming alongside and and mentoring because whatever has been done for you you should go out and try to do for others right exactly but if you haven't if you didn't get mentored then what
1: Well, then you have a big cavity in your life and a big hole of loneliness, and you're going to do life independently, and it's going to be harder to learn. uh, Harder to learn for you. You're usually going to learn through uh, the teacher called pain. Oh yeah, (laughs) because pain is the ultimate teacher if you don't have people in your life, right? And this is exactly where men go when they don't have accountability. And I'm not talking about negative accountability. I'm talking about positive accountability, just like another brother Mm -hmm. that can hold them. I know you got those guys in your life.
0: Oh yeah. Let's talk about uh, what are some typical things that men as a whole struggle with. Do men as a whole struggle with their emotions, or would you say no? Yes or no to that one? Yes. Yes, they struggle with yes, it. Yes, they do. Okay. Yep. Uh, they don't struggle with some emotions, like anger or yeah, you know, know. Yeah. <laughs> some of that stuff. <laughs> you know, is that, is that chemicals? Is that wiring? Is that just sin and brokenness? What is that?
1: I think it's a failure to understand their own heart. Their own heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the inward journey for a guy is is difficult, and mm-hmm. he thinks that it lacks machismo to so kind of understand his own heart, his own feelings, how he's feeling at any given moment. I mean, just think about the last moment that you were sad or you felt shame. What did you do in that moment? Did you readily talk about that or not? Most men don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. They just kind of muster it up and get angry back at people. and uh, I know I've talked to a lot of wives who say this is one of the predominant issues that they have in their marriage is emotionally connecting to mm-hmm. their dude, right? They yeah. want They want to connect. Mm-hmm. He wants to do something, right? <laughs> and they want to emotionally connect, right? And, uh, you know, I think that's a, it's a painful kind of back and forth for a guy to get really in touch with himself and to be transparent. Now, I'm not talking about it, just like being a sappy man. I'm talking about like getting in touch with, I feel this way. Mm-hmm and it 's not just anger, there's something underneath that anger that's driving me like fear at the
0: moment yeah. or concern for my future. you have or... to be vulnerable though to say that yeah, you know if you 're just anger if you're angry that that's a emotion you have some control over or yeah. you think, yeah, or but so do to... you think but you, it's like
1: walking into the war
0: path of of a human
1: being, you know it's no much, it's no fun to live with someone who's angry all the time, and that's the only emotion that they ever experience, mm-hmm. you know um I think that's true in the place of business, too, or in the place of leadership. You know, the as, if we can be vulnerable and be transparent with people, they appreciate that, you know, And they see in us that willingness to be led, to serve. They see an inner strength that we don't otherwise witness. And that's what I love about a man who's willing to be a little bit transparent. I don't want to know everything Mm -hmm. about a guy, though, let's just be honest. But that awareness (laughs) that, I mean, seriously, we don't want to know everything. I don't want to know your deep dark secrets. I just want to know that you're in touch with more than a single emotion Mm -hmm. in your life, which is anger.
0: So I get the feeling that uh, many women will say to you... uh, Uh, how do I get my husband to connect emotionally? Mm -hmm. And what do you say to them?
1: You know, that's a hard one because I think that they've got to start doing, the guy has got to start doing some business with himself. And I think it would be really great if the wife on the other side would encourage him to understand that she needs that emotional connection and that she wants something beyond the anger. Like, Show me something else. You're angry, and why? Tell Mm -hmm. me why. What are you scared about? That will make him angry. Yeah, it'll probably sometimes make him more angry. (laughs) But, you know, you got to push through that for a guy. And I think, you know, women need to push their men sometimes. And Mm -hmm. this is a place where I would fight for something if I was a woman on the other side of a man who only uh shares kind of bitterness and anger and frustration like dig beyond that like tell me why and ask them say look don't get angry with me i'm not a person to be angry with tell me why you're feeling the way that you do right now. i'm on your team yeah yeah Yeah. exactly i'm advocating for you i'm a part of your team i want you to win but i don't want to just experience your anger all the time Mm -hmm. like come on like share a little bit a little bit more and you know unfortunately Men aren't taught how to do this kind of stuff. I mean, where do you learn this kind of stuff? Except from a mentor, hopefully. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't learn this kind of stuff in school. No, you don't. Um, You only learn it when you crash and burn. You actually head to a counselor for the very first time, Mm -hmm. which is where most men experience pain and then finally get the help that they need to kind of push through the issues. And and even then, they haven't really dug in deep enough to really understand what's going on in their own heart. It takes time to do all that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, when... A husband is supposed to lead, and he doesn't, and that frustrates the wife. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, we're in a situation now, is the wife trying to coach or get the husband to do what he should be doing Mm -hmm. without her doing that? I mean, or should a mentor be speaking truth into this man's life so he gets the thing in his head to start leading
1: yeah i think both gotta happen okay i think you know i think uh, if if a woman if a, if a wife feels like her husband is not spiritually leading she needs to definitively ask for that like ask them look i want you to do this and then be very descriptive of what that should look like
0: yeah that's a g- good point vince what what should it look like
1: Well, let me give you an example of it. I'll I'll give you, I'll be as specific as I possibly can. Okay. So otherwise I'll call your wife. Yeah, exactly. Get her on the line. Let's get her on the line. She's got better (laughs) answers anyway. So, you know, here, here would be an example of it. So I think men feel this need um, to provide for their family. Okay. So it's provision and they think provision means uh, shelter and clothing and money. But. I think it means something more than that. And one of the things that God wants us to provide is to spiritually provide for our family, not just physical provision or financial provision, but spiritual provision. This is actually our first calling is to Mm -hmm. spiritually provide, but we don't do it. And I would say for a guy, you need to get in there and figure it out. Even if you don't know what to do, you need to get in and figure it out. Maybe it's um, maybe it's reading the Bible together as a family each day or sharing a devotion with them. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's when I started I started writing the Men's Daily Devotional out of this longing for my family to be spiritually fed. So, no kidding, I started writing a devotional every day for my family. I write one every day. And I started sharing that with men across the country. And today, tens of thousands of men subscribe to my Men's Daily Devotional. It's just a, a little scripture and Some thoughts and an actionable and a prayer. That's Mm -hmm. it. And it's amazing how that little piece of spiritual leadership, I now text it to my family. Uh They have the option to read it or not read it each day, but it's a way that I lead my family spiritually. I provide spiritual provision for them. And it's interesting what happens from that. Like every once in a while, my daughter will say to me, Dad, I can't tell you how valuable that verse was uh, for one of my friends today. Wow. And it just gets me giddy because that little bit of spiritual leadership made a huge impact in her. And I didn't even know that that was happening. Mm-hmm. And we can anticipate the spiritual results from this. So it would be things like praying at meals, um, uh, leading devotions, um, dragging your children to church with you. I think that's okay. You know, it's okay to, like... Tell the family we're going to go to church together today to plan those times together, to take times for retreat, to plan their spiritual re- future, send them on uh, weekend camps or retreats or whatever it may be. We need to be thinking about the trajectory yeah. of our family spiritually and do actionable things. Yeah. Like that.
0: I mean, my mom dragged me to the dentist, and today I have a full mouth of teeth. <laughs> you know, but seriously, it's thank you. Yeah. Thank exactly. you for doing that. Yeah. yeah. So. Is today's devotional readily available, and can we hear it? Uh, absolutely. You want me to pull it up? Yeah. It'll would you take please? Me a second. I would love just to hear a sample of absolutely. the kinds of devotionals because uh, I think people are geared towards uh, shorter, little, quicker things nowadays, and they might do three or four little devotionals uh, every day or something, and that's that's great spiritual food, um, however you slice it. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You want me to read? I'll read today's. I'll pull it up right yeah, now. Yeah. Just. Okay, here it is. It's Be Thankful. It's Thanksgiving almost, okay. right? Yeah. Are we still in that season? I got the date wrong. No,
0: it's this week, I think. Okay. It's on a Thursday again this yeah, year, yeah, which came funny. as a surprise to oh, me.
1: It's, and it's on the fourth one this year. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, the fourth weird.
0: Thursday. Okay, so here it is. It's called
1: Be Thankful. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, First Thessalonians five sixteen through 17. So it says, everyone has a hard time being thankful. But you will notice that the author assumes that thankfulness is a continuous activity, along with rejoicing and praying, by the way. You are commanded to give thanks, not just on a national holiday, but all the time. And this is not the author's will, but the will of God in Christ for you. You'll note the operative word for. Rejoicing, praying, and thankfulness are not activities wanted from you, but for you. And why? Well, maybe because when you do them, your attitude and your focus changes,
0: which leads you
1: to living out the will of God. So there you go. That's great.
0: You know, Vince, I'm just thinking when you get to heaven, you're going to go, oh, my goodness, why wasn't I giving thanks every minute when I was on (laughs) earth?
1: Why wasn't I giving thanks? Exactly.
0: Because we get so caught up in our own heads with, you know, our circumstances and things that aren't working for us the way we want. Yeah. You know, heaven forbid, it's not working the way we want.
1: Yeah. Sometimes we just don't trust God enough, right? It's just oh, it's an issue of me trusting in myself, therefore I'm not there. Is
0: God good and can he be trusted? Those are thoughts that oftentimes race through people's minds, mm. especially the people who aren't uh, devoted followers of Christ. And yeah. they're going to confront you with, um, look at hap- look what's happened in my life. How can you call God good? And I look at your life and you go, you got bounced around as a kid. And yet now today you're mentoring men on how to mentor other men. Yeah, I honestly
1: I can't believe it. Sometimes I, days can't I wake up and I go, I get to do this every day. How much fun is that? I get to pass on. Totally. I,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, when we're trying to, uh, if, if the wives are just trying to get their their husbands to um, be more vulnerable, uh, do men ever feel nervous about if I show something that I'm afraid of that they that she might not like it? Yeah. I mean, that's the scary part, isn't it?
1: It is. I I think, you know, that first step of vulnerability requires us to take the first risk. That's how I always put it. It's us taking the first risk. And the person who takes the first risk actually has the most to lose. Mm -hmm. But also the person who takes the first risk has the opportunity to walk on water when no one else did. Oh. Think about that for a second, right? So the adventure, I mean, as much as we make fun of Peter for for failing at his event of walking on water. He was the only dude other than Jesus Christ who got to walk on water. How cool
0: was that? First one out of the boat. I know, man.
1: That's awesome. And so I, I think that we miss that sometimes is I, I encourage guys to be vulnerable and be transparent because man, when they do, they get to experience the benefits. And the joy and the adventure mm-hmm. of that.
0: All right. Let's take a little break. Vince Miller's in studio with me. If you have a question, you can certainly uh, give us a call. 877-933-2484. Be back in a minute. One, two, three,
2: four.
0: Welcome back to the show. It's 13 minutes until the top of the hour. Vince Miller is in my studio president of Resolute uh, to Men's Discipleship and Leadership Ministry. Mentoring is very big. It's a very big deal. I have a caller on the line. Jane is calling from St. Paul. Jane, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. You
2: have, Hi.
0: You have a question or a comment?
2: Um, I was just in my car driving, and I was listening to what you and your guests were talking about, and it was a wonderful time for me to hear that. My husband has retired his license a while ago, and we are in a period of transition, which has been difficult for me to understand. So I appreciate that when you're talking about the identity crisis that people go through, uh, that a man goes through at these transition points.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm so glad, um, Jane, that it's been of, of help to you. Because men go through these identity uh, more, maybe more than once, Vince, huh? Uh,
1: Yeah, there's seasons of them, right? So they have definitive seasons, I think, of life that that we face where uh, we look at our identity fresh and new. You know, we we tend to talk about the midlife crisis, but I think there's much more than that. Uh, I think when a young man moves from high school to college or from college to career or from career in a calling or from... Uh, what he's done his whole life into retirement, I think these are significant moments where guys begin to ask themselves, am I more than the sum total of all the things that I did? Mm -hmm. And they begin to look for greater purpose and meaning. And uh, if if you want to know the truth about it, I think men most often face it when they're laid off from their jobs because all of a sudden they've been stripped of everything that they knew. And everything that shaped and formed their identity. And then there in that moment, they must come to terms with, am I the sum total of my work or am I not? And the truth is, you are not. You are the sum total of your identity in Christ, period. Right. And right. we have to turn back to that. And if our identity is in Christ, then these moments don't shake us. You know, and like,
0: and like Jane's husband now, she he's just turned over his license, so he's not driving anymore. So right. all of a sudden, that's another new yeah. identity crisis. And I think it's uh, Lewis Smead's the author, that said, my wife has been married to five different men, all mm. of them me. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yep. Very yeah. significant. And that, that talks about, I mean, Smead talks about how significant these moments are and how significant they are when they're all shattered.
0: Right. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, m- men, why do they have a hard time saying thank you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, I think men always have a hard time saying thank you. Why? I don't know. What's up with that? We should. We should be. Is it a control thing? I don't know, but we should. We should be extremely thankful, right? Um, We should be the most (laughs) thankful people on the face of this planet, especially. Amen. (laughs) <laughs> um i think this is an incredible time of year for us to to be thankful right it's not just it's not something we live out in a season you just mentioned this a little while ago it's something for us to live out in everyday life mm-hmm. right if we can begin our day with an attitude of thankfulness the entire day will be different i really believe um and i think god came up with that right mm-hmm. yeah um, I think day of rest idea. and thankfulness
0: yeah i'm just wondering why why men you say struggle with this the uh, the thank you. And the uh, is it a? I just I'm struggling with this a little bit because I think thank you comes so easily from me. Does it? Oh my gosh, yes. Mm. Yeah, I thank you s- comes out of my mouth all the time. Oh, that's good for you. I well, think
1: once I, you've really experienced generosity, yeah, right? When yeah. you've experienced extreme generosity, I think it's easier for you to say thank you. Uh huh.
0: Um, but it just occurred to me that, um, maybe you're giving up a piece of control if you if you you know maybe men aren't good at receiving stuff mm-hmm. you know if mm-hmm. you can't receive stuff because that means you're you're giving up control right yeah i absolutely. can't do something i you don't let me do something for you why not yeah why not
1: i should yeah. i should and yeah. you know i remember someone confronted me about that years ago it was probably 20 years ago someone was going to do something for me and i told them no Mm-hmm. And they said, no. They said, I want to do this for you, and you need to not be so arrogant as to not receive my gift. And I was like, ouch, that really hurt. Yeah. And he's like, you know I'm right. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to stew on that. I think you're right. Yeah. I said, why don't you go ahead and do that? And this guy made a couple of very beautiful end tables for me. And it was extravagant. And I was like, they, I still have them, actually. <laughs> they're in my garage right now. But, um, uh, <laughs> but they're beautiful end tables. And uh-huh. he invested all this time in these beautiful gifts that he gave me. And I, I had to learn from that that really the edifice of my ego sometimes is unwilling to allow people to be generous to
0: me. And because of that, I can't experience thank you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you say, is there anything I can do for you, the standard guy answer is usually no. Uh-huh. because that would show some lack of, um, I can't do it on my own. What are you saying to me?
1: Right, exactly. You, we, we should be asking for help more often than not. Oh, we might learn yeah. a ton of things, man. We might learn a ton of things. And then, then not to people.
0: mention, too, you might enjoy some, some camaraderie, and you might deepen a friendship, and there's mm-hmm. all, stuff, all kinds of stuff that can come out of accepting help.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I had this actually happen to me recently. So I have a friend who's a plumber. His name's Paul. I knew I could have fixed a part on the, out, the exterior of my house. I was going to try to sweat on a pipe. You know, and <laughs> I, I don't even know what you're talking yeah, about okay, right now. Sweat on a pipe. <laughs> on, it's a masculine thing. I'll yeah. show you later. So anyway, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I was going to sweat on a pipe, but, you know, I called Paul up and he charged me $250 to come by and do something that took him about seven minutes. Really? And it was quite awesome to watch him work. Uh-huh. And, uh, it was kind of fun to spend an hour there talking to him as well. So, <laughs> at my expense, right? But I got to tell you, I thought
0: you said he was your friend.
1: Yeah, he is a friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. ex friend. Right? Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> but there's something about that camaraderie of asking for help, and and it's you know again, it takes us back to that place where we have to be vulnerable, right? That's where being vulnerable and being transparent is so powerful because it draws us together with other men. And if we could learn to do that, man, our world would be different, and we'd have a lot, whole lot more friends, too. By the way, you mm-hmm. know, whole lot more friends.
0: Yeah, I know. My my motto is uh, home repair is measure once, go to Menards twice. Uh huh. Because it never works out the I way know. I think, and, and then I create some disaster, and then I have to call someone to come and fix it. Exactly. And the whole thing is way more expensive had I just started. Exactly. By calling i know steve yeah
1: paul right or paul Paul, yeah right paul is his name you know because a plumbing trip is three trips you know this is true right you go you go to the home store to get the part you go back to get the right part and then you go back again to get all the rest of the parts right so that's always what it's like
0: so uh are men uh waking up to the idea that that mentorship is uh, critical for the next generation of of, because i look at some of the millennials and and the generation you know, after them, and I I go, well, who's stepping in? You know, I believe
1: it's the hope of the next generation. Um, I'm, I believe that God has called me to speak prophetically on these issues for men. Um, I'm praying that God would give me one million men that are moved into active mentorship during my lifetime. That's what wow. I'm praying for. And uh, unfortunately, when I walk into a church, the predominant men engaged with the church are 55 and older, And I look down toward younger generations, and I see the lack of engagement, of of men engaging, of them taking leadership roles, um, of them being involved, of them leading groups, of them mentoring other men. And my heart has been moved around it because my life was changed by it. And I'm going to preach that message till I die. Mm, I love it. So, uh, yes, I want to see, I mean, anybody out there that wants to help me with that can call me because I want to uh, bring about a day a movement of men in this country and beyond that will mentor other men. And you watch us become a force for the kingdom and watch us change today's church and watch men get involved. Yeah.
0: Now, Vince, your grandpa was a loving Christian man that mentored you. What would grandpa say today about what he would observe with young men and maybe how they're spending their time? And with the, you know, some of the, the time wasting things that young men do. Yeah, you know, like 17 hours of video games over the weekend.
1: (laughs) Exactly. You know, I I think there's a whole lot. We're watching a whole bunch of new patterns giving our day. Right. And uh, we're looking at people look down at their phones more often. I do it playing video games more often. And I think these guys are are desperate for for relationship. I really believe it. I think they're engaging with their phone seeking relationship. I Mm -hmm. think they're engaging with their games. Seeking relationship, but it 's only through life on life relationship that we become better, and uh, I think my grandfather would say, "Hey, turn that thing off and come outside and let right. me show you how to do something right you know something meaningful. Let me show you how to work with your hands. Let me show you how to play golf. Let me show you how to drive a truck. Mm-hmm. Let me take you on a great adventure of going down to the hardware store and finding the right part <laughs> for yeah, right. a plumbing project right." right? And uh, I can remember many times getting under the hood with my grandfather, working on a truck and going, man, this is some of the best stuff I've ever learned. Yeah. And I'll never forget those lessons and the time spent.
0: You know, when men are shoulder to shoulder, that's when some really good things happened, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. I think when we were bumping into
1: each other and we're rubbing shoulders and we're doing something together, God does something incredible. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm sitting in the car with one of my kids and I'm having a conversation as we're looking forward, there are very meaningful conversations had there about life and future and decisions and family. Yeah.
0: And How many kids?
1: I have three teenage children. Uh, uh-huh. One uh, is 20, a junior in college, and then I had two high school boys, 17 and 15. Wow so we 're uh, about to be a
0: five car family so i'm about to be incredibly broke <laughs> yeah. vince miller has been my guest if you go to his website it 's b e r e s o l u t e dot org b resolute dot org and you can learn more about him and his uh his daily devotion and his book and uh everything else that he's got on this lovely website uh, thank you so much for listening today, Vince. Thanks for coming into the studio. Love being here, man. Great to be with you, and uh, that wraps up our show for the day. If you missed any of the uh, program, it's been a good one today. I got to admit, I'm a little biased, but uh, I do have to say it's been a good one. You can go to myfaithradio.com, go to Afternoons with Bill Arnold, and you can uh, hear any and all of what uh, went on today. That wraps up the show for the day. I can't wait to be with you tomorrow. Sleep well tonight. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the podcast. These conversations are available because of your prayerful and financial support. Make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend.